Hey, Stephanie Goss, you got a second to talk about Guardian Vets? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Man, I uh, I hear from people all the time that are overwhelmed because the phones never stop ringing. Yes. Um, and I'm sure you, you hear from these people as well. You know, like our caseload is blowing up and the doctors are busy and uh, the phones just don't stop. They never stop. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story. I'm amazed by how uh, how few veterinarians know about Guardian Vets. This is a service where you have uh, registered technicians uh, who can jump in virtually and help you on the phones. You can flip the switch and uh, Guardian Vets can jump in and take some of the load off the front desk and they can handle your clients and get them booked for your appointments and give them support. And it really is a godsend. Pre-pandemic, it was amazing to me how many people hadn't heard about it for after hours call help. But at this point, I can't believe how many people don't realize that they are offering help during the daytime as well, which I would think right now is a huge benefit to practices because everybody is shorthanded. Everybody is drowning in phone calls. And so we talk about it. We've talked about Guardian Vets a lot on the podcast. And every time we do, we always get somebody who says, what is that? <laughs> Guys, if you're not familiar with Guardian Vets, if you think that you could use some help on the uh, on the phones or up the front desk, check them out. It's guardianvets.com. And uh, if you mention our podcast, me and Stephanie Goss, uh, you get a month free. So check it out, guardianvets.com. It's a crossover episode. That's right. This week, we are sharing an episode from our sister podcast, The Cone of Shame Podcast. Andy did a discussion interview with two amazing women from Adobe Animal Hospital. And I just thought it would be something that our audience would love to hear because they talked about virtual team members, virtual CSRs, using technology in amazing and absolutely nerdy ways that I completely love. So um, we are going to listen to Andy talk with Summer burke Ermiter and Christina Freeman from Adobe Animal Hospital and nerd out about how Adobe Animal Hospital is doing work from home and virtual vet med. And now? And now, the Uncharted Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Christina Freeman and Summer burke Ermiter. How are you guys? Good. How are you? doing really good. I am super excited for this conversation. Um, for those who don't know you, um, uh, so let me just say why uh, why I'm excited for the conversation, and then I'll introduce you guys through that. Uh, you guys work at uh, Adobe Animal Hospital, which is out in the San Francisco Bay Area. You guys are uh, part of Uncharted, uh, which is a community that I love and get to run, and you have been for a number of years, and you are one of my uh, fanboy hospitals that I, that I crush over. <laughs> Because oh. you do these cool, cool things. You're uh, the first hospital that I was aware of that was an open hospital, meaning that people could go basically wherever their pets go. And I just like my head hurt for a week after I first talked to you and really came to understand what you were doing and what that meant. And like you guys just you do these things that get me excited and just uh, remind me about what's possible and uh, and that vet medicine can be very different from what it has been in the past. And so I am a huge fan of you guys and the work that you do. Summer, you are the hospital administrator and the owner. Um, Christina, you are the remote manager, which is how we come to be here today. Uh, Summer shared with me a couple of weeks ago a new program that you guys were rolling out with what you called a video client representatives. So I'm not talking about CSRs that are answering phones from home. I'm talking about you guys have screens in your lobby that people can see of a, a traditionally a CSR, uh, a, a customer service rep, um, that they can see the customer and they can check out with this video screen and you have people not just answering phone but actually dealing with clients in the building while they the employees are at home and that's amazing to me and so i uh i was like i want to talk i want first of all i want to i want to go through the system with you i want i just want to unpack it and kind of understand what you guys are doing um I am just, I'm so impressed with just, just, and, and let me just say this too. I know this is a new program and you've only been doing it for a while. Um, I love that you are doing this and putting it out. And I just think that so many people, as we're looking at the great resignation and people changing jobs and, and, and also battling burnout and people being able to work from home, uh, that has been shown to decrease levels of burnout when people get to, to spend some time and say, Hey, I'm changing my environment. I'm going to, I'm going to work in a more relaxed place, even just, just a limited amount of time. I am really looking hard at burnout. I'm looking hard at efficiency. I'm looking hard at making the jobs uh, better and more flexible. 
And I feel like you guys are actually out there in the wilderness doing the thing. <laughs> I didn't say you were lost in the wilderness. I said you were in out in the wilderness. More of a Lewis moment. and Clark like headed westward sort of feel. That's that's how I feel about it. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. So so yeah, that's 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 what I that's those are the things I'm geeking out about. And so let's go through. I just want to go ahead and start to to walk through the journey that you've made so far with you. Uh, so go ahead. Why don't you guys tell me just a little bit about Adobe? I, I sort of mentioned at a very high level. Give me a, a clear picture of kind of working what you're working with as far as the hospital, what makes it special. Um, and, and yeah, just just so people can kind of have a mental picture of, of Adobe and what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I'll jump in there. Um, Adobe is um, a really amazing place. We have two hospitals here in the Bay Area. Um, one which is uh, 15 exam rooms, uh, three surgical suites, uh, full cat and dog ICU, full lab and pharmacy. And so we're, we're big. Um, and yeah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> 15 <laughs> exam rooms and um, overall between our two hospitals, we have 22 doctors and yeah. about 145 team members. And so, um, yeah, we're a big guy. Um, we have a second location about 20 minutes away. Uh, that's, you know, six exam rooms, ultrasound suite. They can still do all the major surgeries. They're open six days a week there. Um, and you mentioned the thing that I think makes Adobe special and amazing, which is the open hospital. So clients can go, um, you know, with their pet to ultrasound. They can help us set up an x-ray and then step out. We do uh, vaccines and blood draws in front of owners. And because of that, our owners have a different level of trust with us. Um, and our doctors all practice the medicine they feel is best. So as a business, we actually don't have a lot of hard lines with our medicine and what we recommend. Um, we want the doctors to talk with the patients and the clients, um, decide, you know, talk what's with the patients too. I mean, you never know yeah. what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, where are they going? What, <laughs> what the risks are? <laughs> uh, so like for vaccines, we don't say you give every you know puppy these set of vaccines. You talk with the owner and see what's going to be best for that puppy and for that owner. Um, so those are kind of the two big things that I think make Adobe in general. Christina, what would you add to that? Truly the open hospital, I think, is one of the big things that makes Adobe different and kind of drew me to Adobe. Like when I first read that applying, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, I had grown up in a like a little small town hospital where I got to go wherever I wanted to go. But yeah, I saw other people not be able to do that. So it was really important important to me. It kind of, it honestly gives a huge hospital that small town feel because you're, you're part of your pet's care. So I think that was definitely one of the things that drew me to Adobe. Um, I'm not from the Bay Area. I'm from North Carolina, which is where I currently live. Why? I'm the remote manager. Um, but I think what's kept me with Adobe is what, um, just the constant creativity and growth and um, the fact that we're always changing things up to make things a little bit better for namely the pets. That's always the first and foremost. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of how we've gotten here is keeping pets first. Okay. Talk, talk to me a little bit about the idea of remote work. When did, when did Adobe start to really look at this as a concept? Uh, you guys were way pre-pandemic when you started to kick this around, I mean, people are like, Oh my God, look how far they've gotten in the last two years. And, and I'm like, no, you you guys were, you guys were way out ahead sort of starting to work on this, but help me understand that. When, when did this idea of remote employees, when, when did that come together and why did that come together? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been so long. I always have to remind myself, I think it's eight to nine years ago we started. Yeah. Um, and what happened is here in the Bay area, the cost of living is very high. Um, a starter home within an hour of Adobe, you're gonna you're gonna be at least six hundred thousand um, mm -hmm. plus. And so a lot of our staff already live farther away. And then if you're going to buy a home and um, you know raise a family, oftentimes our staff would move out of the area. And that's what happened is we had a staff member who was going to leave the area, and we didn't want to lose them. Uh, we all know how hard it is to get really great staff. And when we were faced with one of our staff members moving, we were like, no, we, we need to make this happen. I was like, I need to make this happen. We keep good team members. Um, they're part of our Adobe family. And so how do we do this? And why are we limited by 
are building. Why can't we do more? And so there's so much work to do. There's always work to do at Adobe. And so um, we just started figuring it out, uh, really just one step at a time, lots of trials and errors, um, um, but it was to keep our good team members. And so that original person did start out, I think like many hospitals now have a remote person, which is helping answer phones, helping call back clients for us. So it, it did start small and it just kept growing. You, you guys also started to do sort of remote communications with pet owners. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. That's different from having people work from home. That's having, that's having pet owners stay home. How does, how does that come into this? Yeah. Um, so one of the areas that I was really excited to explore was getting into chat. Um, I don't know about you guys, um, but pre-pandemic, I loved chat. Um, I actually had apparel companies that I would chat with all the time, back and forth. Um, I was on Zappos once and uh, buying shoes and I was chatting with the CSR on there with a question about the shoes. And we ended up talking about her cute pit bull that she just rescued. Um, and so I saw that you could have a connection and get really great fast help. And so really started looking at different platforms. What could we use? Um, and that's where we initially settled on live chat. And this is where Christina actually comes in. And I'll let you take it from here because you can give all kinds of information. So, yeah, that was Summer's crazy idea. I came to her and needed to move back for my family to uh, North Carolina. And she said, well, if you'll stick with me, I've got a crazy idea. What do you think? And um, I loved it. And so we really started small. It was truly just, um, we had a couple people like trying some things out, but when we first started chat, it was just me for the first couple weeks. And then we grew, uh, to a couple people and, um, added one of our doctors, um, who was remote at the time or going, starting in the remote world. And, um, we were shocked at how fast our clients adopted it. Um, so, through the live chat platform, um, we just popped a widget up on our website. And so whenever someone would come on the website, um, the way we started originally was very organic. We would ask the client if we could help them with anything. And they would say yes or no, or um, some were thrilled. And um, we really found, um, I think at first we were all like a little bit worried it would feel impersonal. So we yeah. really tried to give it a, a good conversational spin and um, not using um, forms and things like that. Just just really us talking. And so because I really wanted to create the atmosphere that this was real people, real Adobe people who knew what they were talking about. And we were not a robot. Um, and it worked. And our clients adopted it and really quickly and started coming, uh, you know, repeat back, you know, questions day after day after day, short little questions, little questions about the hospital, little questions about their pet. Um, we love it because we can send videos and pictures back and forth. Um, that really helps us triage, you know, especially like a surgical patient. We can look at that incision site without the client having to drive in and, um, and we can get really good images too. So we were thrilled at how um, interactive we could be with the clients. Um, another thing that I think surprised um, Dr. Lau and I when we were first doing this, we would cover a lot of the evening hours. And uh, we had a lot of our uh, senior pets or our hospice pets that would come day after day after day. We got really invested in these people and their pets and their journey through what they were going through and just really created a nice, uh, comfortable rapport and atmosphere with the clients that you don't always have time for in the clinic. And uh, so we really found it not only helped clients, but it kind of sometimes enhanced their experience with us. And so that was really rewarding and kind of kept us pushing. And um as time went on, word got out. And so we became pretty overwhelmed pretty quickly with the load. And so um, we've grown our team from one to 24 in the last two years, um, or three years, I guess. 
And we've been really pleased at how the clients and the staff members love it. Um, we have some staff who still work in hospital that help us with chat some on a you know part-time basis. So they're part-time remote, part-time in hospital. And now we have a lot of people who are fully remote and it's helped with people whose life has changed or a medical condition has changed. And so we've really been able to keep our good people and keep their skills in this field okay. through this. I have to point out the elephant in the room here, or at least what it is for me. Uh, can, so, so one, help me understand what chat looks like, I guess what I'm saying is, is what are the most common things that people ask? And then two, the reason I'm asking this is when you guys are talking about chat and you're very excited about it and you seem to really love it, I'm imagining complete pandemonium in chat of like your own social network and people, you know, talking about their grandkids and, you know, and just uh, like, let's like a, like a friendster network on my webpage convict, like, Convince me of the return on investment of chat. You have 24 people doing chat. I'm like, that's as a business owner. I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. I, I, is that, yeah. Can convince me of the value of this. I, I just, I, and this, I'm, I'm trying to get my head around what this really means for the pet owner and what it means for you guys from an efficiency standpoint. It sounds like it's, is it, it sounds like it, it sounds like more, not less. And, and I want to, I want to get my head around that. And actually, before you're both, la you're both laughing real hard as I say this, <laughs> uh, I'm, I think I'm probably having all of the uh, all of the anxiety and the nerves and the worries that you had at the beginning. I'm had it. I'm having this now. Of, but first of all, I, I, my first thought would be, what if this fails? And my second fear would be, what if this succeeds? And and I can I can panic in both directions. Talk me down off this ledge. Well, actually, I'm going to add to that ledge just a little bit. Just to brag and just to really show how big this can get. Um, Christina and her remote team, since we started the live chat in 2018, have helped 60,000 clients. They've taken 60,000 chats. And now that's not, you know, the back and forth that you can have. That's not counting each one of those. That's a single session with a client. So I'm going to add that mind-blowing uh, <laughs> right there. I feel like yeah, I feel like you're helping people in Brazil. Uh, that, that's what I feel. I feel like there's people who've just found you and they're like, these people will talk to me. If you're lonely and, and have a pet, they'll talk to you. That That's what I feel. That's what I feel like. Is that true? There was a handful. Oh. Um, I think the farthest I've ever spoken to someone was Singapore okay. when um, I'm's pet food stopped creating their vet diets. It became like this frenzy of finding people with these products. And uh, so I have, that, that's as far as it's gone. Okay. But um, for them, I, I would say 97% is our actual clients. Yeah. Um, we are careful. We don't, we do, you know, every time we start a conversation, we start, we get the pet details. We look up their record. Smart. If they're not our clients, we do recommend that they speak to their local hospital just so that history is with them. We're not trying to push people off, but we we do feel like, you know, don't talk for me for 30 minutes about diarrhea and then go to your hospital yeah. and expect them to know what we talked about. Um, so that is one thing that we are pretty careful about. And the great thing about the chat is every single thing we say, every single thing we share, we upload into the medical record. So when that pet does come in a couple days later or later that day, it's all there. That history's there. So they don't have to go back through that again. Our medical staff can read through that. And um, so just a, a short thing on the ledge, and I know Summer can, can help remove people from the ledge quickly, but what we've done with our remote team is allow the in-hospital team to focus on the pets that are in the building rather than, you know, you're sitting there helping a pet and you've got four people waiting on the phone that have a question for a doctor. We're able to take that load from them so they can focus and we can seamlessly help the client. The client has no clue in some cases that we're not actually in the building. We stay in constant contact with our doctors who are on the floor. They're feeding us advice. And so we're able to, to take that load off of the team in the building who need to focus 100% on the pets. Okay. 
no, I, that that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and you bring up a good point there, Christina. Is one of the reasons we started looking at this in 2018 is at that time, if we all can remember past then, I know it's been eons, um, it's like a decade, not just three years. We are already experiencing that short staffing with technicians in particular, and with the high cost of living in the Bay Area it was compounded. And Adobe had always offered. Um, medical advice to our clients. We're probably way more open than most um, hospitals about that client calls. We will, you know, talk to them through, make sure there's no contraindications. And then, you know, if it's that vomiting lab, we'll go ahead and give them a bland diet, what to look for, you know, and when to call back. And we were looking at losing that. And that was something that I felt was really important to Adobe. And by figuring this remote piece out, we were able to keep something that I thought was part of Adobe and part of Adobe Soul and just move it out of house. And that worked out really well. And yeah, to talk you off the ledge there, Andy, um, there are some tips and tricks behind the scenes with these chat systems that really make it helpful. Um, one of which is, is um, and this is good for everybody to know, they can see what you're typing before you hit enter. Remember. Really? So when you're about to be like, bah, 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 and then you erase it, they saw it. We <laughs> see all that. You see wow. all that. So you can already see somebody typing out about the diarrhea. And then what you're doing is there's scripts that Adobe did, uh, you know, ourselves, but you put, um, you can have a diarrhea script. So as soon as that client is done, you press enter on the diarrhea script and it's got all the questions we always ask. How is their eating? How is their, how often, you know, what's the color, all of that. And then, so then that gives you a minute to either work on another chat. Um, our chatters who are super experienced can take multiple at a time. You can't take multiple phone calls at a time per person, but you can with mm -hmm. chats. Or it gives you that moment to either take a breath or to do another task, which is a lot of what the remote operators are doing, they're then working on something else while that person fills in their answers with the diarrhea. And you're already seeing, again, what they're doing. So if you're like, ooh, they just said blood, you're going to be ready for that and you're going to get them in the hospital. Um, or um, this is where um, Christina mentioned Dr. Lau. We have two remote doctors for vis video visits, which came in 2019. Um, and those doctors also help the remote team with um, advice questions of, hey, what should I recommend for this? Um, or if it's more specific, um, this client is asking a medication question that their dog's currently on. Um, can you help us with this? And so that's where behind the scenes, they'll also help out with that. So there's a lot of tools behind the scenes to help out with those 60,000 chats that they've taken. Okay. I have some questions. So, so let me, let me start to dig into this. So, so the idea of having some scripts makes total sense like that. And, and especially like follow-up questions of when they talk about diarrhea, here are the follow-up questions like that is, that makes my, uh, my innovator efficiency, you smooth workflow heart so happy. And so that totally makes sense. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about, about chats uploading into the medical records. Uh, that sounds like it could be a Herculean task. It also sounds like it could be turnkey, smooth as silk. Uh, is which, which one are close, which one is closer? Um, you're kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, we have one of the things Summer and I've been talking about recently is, you know, there are some pain points in some of this because we're, we're starting at the very beginning, but the great thing about it is the companies are really listening to us that we're working with, you know, we're feeding them our problems and they're helping us solve them. So that has been great. Um, you know, it's been, you know, challenging to be in it, but it also, we are discovering the problems as we go that need fixing. And so the companies are super helpful to help us, um, we're we're transitioning with companies um, for major that reason. Um, right now, it is manual. We do copy and paste this into the record, okay. but I mean, we're talking about six keystrokes, you know, to get it in the record. Um, but the company that we're going to, we're talking with now is going to make that automatic as soon as we finalize that chat. It's automatically fed into the record. Yeah. Um, this has been fun to kind of be. Um, on the innovative front of like, okay, here's our problem. Help me solve it. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to speed us up. Um, you know, Summer mentioned, you know, part of the glory of chat is we can 
do multiple things at the same time and we can help multiple clients at the same time. So when you're speaking medically and you're looking for medical records and you're having to bring up the pet of, you know, if you're a seasoned chatter, three is tops because, you know, you need to be focused and make sure like three pets at a time. But, you know, as Summer said, you, you're stuck on the phone with one call where with a chat and also you don't get those visuals that we can get via chat. You know, right. we can say, hey, could you go snap a picture of that? The owner runs away and, and snaps a picture and comes back while we're helping another client or we're picking up a phone call or we're answering an email. So there's a lot of other administrative things that we can do behind the scenes while all this is going on, while we're also helping pet owners. Okay. Um, via chat. Cool. Who are the companies that you're working with uh, on your chat? Um, well, we've been using live chat and we're transitioning to Televet. Um, and Televet is a more veterinary centered uh, product that is helping us build the things we need and these automated things. Hey, friends, on Wednesday, August 10th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, we have our dear friends, Nani Ratnayaka, who is an amazing technician and standout leader. And she is going to be leading a workshop that is open to the general public called Believing We Can, Leading a Solution-Oriented Team. And Sadani wanted to do this workshop, and I'm so excited because we were having a conversation about what do decision-making processes actually look like in the practice. And so Sadani is going to dig into how do we get the team to actually solve problems and find solutions on their own. So if this sounds like something that would be beneficial to you or your team or someone on your leadership team, you should head over to unchartedvet.com forward slash events. Again, it's happening on August 10th. And now back to the podcast. Talk to me a little bit about how the veterinarians support this. So you've got veterinarians that do telehealth visits and I, and I want to put a pin in that and come back to that in a little bit. But let's just say that you have a veterinarian behind the scene uh, that is lending support. How do you back channel that? So you've got someone and they're working remotely, I'm assuming, and then they're doing the chat. And then they're, how, how does that person feel supported and not feel like they're out by themselves? How, how, how are you handling that sort of behind the scenes communication? Um, well, we, it, it's been interesting, like being remote, we have built some closer relationships than we ever had in the hospital, um, which we, it, it's, I've been working with Dr. Lau for three solid years, all day, every day. And I had never actually gotten to hug her until <laughs> about six months ago. <laughs> and we actually converged accidentally at the same time on a trip to California. She uh, works and lives in Virginia and I work and live in North Carolina. We're, we're close, but you know, it just hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is remarkable, um, the trust that we've all built working together. We are in constant contact via, um, we use Google Hangouts a lot. Um, We do a lot of remote training together with each other and with our new team members that we've, you know, grown so quickly um, where they are just on video all day with us and they're just watching what we're doing or vice versa, we're watching what they're doing. So we are literally virtually side by side all day, every day, which has been um, really good for team building and bonding and training. Um, We've been really surprised at how the efficiency of our training through video. And it's also kind of grown into like, we're we're starting to train some in-hospital people through video because it is so efficient and we can be a little bit more open about times and hours and availability. Let's, let's follow that thread a little bit. So, so I said, we're going to put a pin in, in the telemedicine, uh, doctor visit stuff. Let, let, let's follow the video path. So we've, we've talked a lot about chat. Um, and then let, let's talk about how, how do you guys use video? Um, I, I started off talking about the, the, um, the, the video client representative, but let, let's go into the telemedicine part first. Just walk me through. Yeah. Walk me through your approach in, in, in video communication. A lot of our chats do generate into a video visit. So, you know, we're having a conversation with an owner and um, we're talking about you know, new puppy owner. They've got a lot of puppy questions, but they also got diarrhea going on at the same time. So uh, pet stable, you know, we've answered all the scary questions and everything's OK. So very natural progression to move into a video visit with one of our doctors um, that lets the owner be at home. Um, 
lets the, they don't have to come in, that lets the pet be at home, be comfortable. And um, we've kind of seamlessly gone from the chat to now a video visit where they meet with the doctor, the doctor's able to see the pet um, and evaluate what's going on if medication is needed or um, give a little bit deeper advice on um, how to get that pet back on track or what that puppy might be experiencing. Um, same kind of thing on the, the senior side where, you know, owners contact us and they have a senior pet, got some concerns, we're able to kind of move that into um, a video visit pretty seamlessly. Most of the time, same day. So it's uh, very convenient for the pet owner. They don't have to leave the house. Um, sometimes we can go straight from a chat into a video visit if we have availability. Now that we have two doctors, that's quite often what we do. So a lot of our more, I don't want to say simple, but uh, uh, more uh, straightforward issues, that's how are kind of born from chat into a video visit, the natural progression. Okay. Talk to me about doctor scheduling for this, because so again, I was, I really appreciate you guys just let me pick, pick through this. So this, that's the other thing, right? People always say, how do you have doctors? I think that's a big hurdle for telehealth is how do you make the doctor's schedules work? Um, so do Pet owners have the ability to make telehealth visits, and then also we flex chat appointments in to fill that schedule out. Um, is there a standby vet just to support chat? Um, did that happen at the beginning, or did you add in some some telehealth visits after you had built the chat up and you were having these conversations, and you felt like, oh, now we've got a sort of enough of a caseload that would support this vet? Yeah, share share with me your thoughts on that because there's a lot of people who are like. Oh man, I, you know, we've been talking about telehealth visits. Um, I, I think for me, when I look at telehealth, it makes sense if you can generate the volume, right? Because otherwise you've got a vet kind of hanging out, not, not seeing appointments. And then if they go and start seeing appointments in the physical exam rooms and you say, well, how do we get them back out in time to be on time for these other things? And so I think a lot of people are balancing these logistics and you've kind of got this really neat outside kind of around around the way uh kind of way you you have done this and so yeah talk to me a little bit about doctor scheduling uh for for these types of uh telehealth appointments okay um so yeah with dr loud who i have to give credit for for finding our video visit platform uh she um found televet and we originally thought we would go with a human-based video visit company because they were established they had worked through the kinks um but it turned out that the human systems were super complicated and really didn't fit, fit the veterinary world. Um, so with Televent, the reason why we originally um, got excited about them is they had chat on their platform. And we're like, okay, we have chat and they have chat. This might work out well. Um, and they were super responsive. Um, what we didn't realize at the time is the reason they were responsive is they were, I think, a two and a half person company at the time. And it was the CEO who was chatting with us straight off the website. <laughs> Uh, but we loved the response. Um, we loved how engaged they were. Um, the platform fit well. And then as we onboarded and started getting used to it, they would make all these tweaks and changes that really fit us. And again, that's what called my heart is we were making this fit for Adobe. And that yeah. was really fantastic. Um, so I'll, I'll stop there, though, um, and let Christina talk a little more about the scheduling and how the juggling that they do over there. It's amazing. Well, um, in the beginning, it was just Dr. Lau and I. Mm -hmm. So um, it, you know, we had luxury and the flexibility of being at home. And so we worked when the demand was high. And um, so, you know, we were able to, you know, monitor the website and know when people came on the website. And so when they came on, we made ourselves available and we were there to chat with them and help with them. And, you know, I'd ping Dr. Lau and be like, hey, can you do a video visit? She's like, sure, you know, and um, scrambling together from, you know, whatever else she was doing. So we were very organic in the beginning in the fact that we just saw when our clients were needing us. And so that's what we did. Mm -hmm. As we grew, we needed more structure. We needed a life. Um, we were kind of available 24-7 in the beginning just to get this working and figure it out. But then we really did discover the peak times that clients wanted and needed us. And so we built a Dr. Lau's schedule around that. And then as we added Dr. Nakamura as well, um, he kind of balanced the other parts. So we do have a doctor available to our chatters and to for video visits seven days a week between the two. 
And I guess truly what we did is we we just looked at the peak request times and kind of managed our time from that. So, you know, if you want to get started small, totally able to do that. Look at your clientele, look at when they're asking for things, um, you know, just very generalizing. It's going to be early evening hours and Saturday morning hours when clients first get home from work and they discover there's a problem. So yeah. you you get home from work at 5.30 and you're like, oh, my puppy has diarrhea. Or you get home from work and you discover your senior has had some changes during the day that you need some advice. And so kind of, you know, running some hours in the evening, two or three hours to fit in those requests between getting home and people going to bed. And then those Saturday mornings where you wake up and you're like, oh, I should have called the vet on Friday, you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows what calling a vet on Friday is like. So um, that's kind of the way we started in the beginning. But now as we've grown, we have the luxury of having 24-7 or 24 seven day a week help during our peak hours. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And um, also, especially early on, but they still do a ton now, um, there was a lot of duties that the in-hospital doctors were doing that remote was able is able to help with and Dr. Lau and Dr. Mer- Nakamura are able to help with. So they actually do a few things. Um, they do a lot of the general refill requests. So that now goes on a live spreadsheet online that they can access so they can go through there, especially for doctors who are on vacation, um, who aren't going to be in for a couple of days. So instead of, you know, the technician or the pharmacy tech having to go to that doctor at their desk and be like, hi, sorry, but <laughs> you look at this hard prescription. Um, that's They actually do that first thing in the morning. And so pharmacy gets in, they've got meds to fill um, or clients to immediately call back and say, I'm so sorry, you know, the doctor is really suggesting that we need to do this blood work first. We'll get you a couple days worth. Um, so they do a lot of that. Um, they've also um, taken on a lot of um, kind of doctor flow things in regards to, you know what, it's that last day of your work week and you just did blood work on a patient. Um, they need to be called the next day. It's not one that, you know, should wait until next week when you're back. Um, the remote doctors will help with that. And they also can help with um, kind of bridging even um, if you have two doctors on a case um, that's outpatient, then they can actually help bridge with some of those callbacks as well. And so they've helped with a lot of in-hospital things. During um, uh, COVID, we actually, we were doing our shelter in place here in the Bay Area. Um, They also became what we called the COVID doctor um, who would help with all kinds of things just because um, we did go curbside, which was a huge change for Adobe from Open Hospital. And so all that extra work, um, they really helped out a ton with that. Um, So we did initially, they weren't booked with video visits all the time. They were helping with that. We've actually, over the last couple of years, had to reduce how much that they're doing of that admin work because they are getting busier and busier there. Um, And um actually and he's okay with me being pretty open about this uh, when COVID hit dr nakamura is immune compromised he had to leave and he if we didn't have this option he wouldn't have been in the hospital for a year and a half so we yeah. didn't lose a doctor added a doctor he sees exotics as well um, and a lot of the husbandry um for exams is really nice to do because you can see the tank you can see what they're using what their setup is by using that video camera yeah, no, that 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 makes a ton of sense. So we've talked about chat. We've talked about sort of video consultations. What are what are some other jobs uh, that you guys are doing now remotely at Adobe? Yeah, um, I've actually got the list in front of me, Christina. You want me to read it off okay. real quick? Okay. <laughs> um, so with our entire remote team, they do uh, voicemails. So this is doctor voicemails, um, transcribing them into an online live document. Doctors go on and say, I'll call this one. Oh, just call this one back and do a recheck. They'll then go ahead and call that client. They're doing our advice lines. Um, so we do allow clients to still call in if they need to um, for medical advice and our triage. And so they're doing those advice lines. They're doing um, live chat. They're also looking and using Televet, especially for prepping clients for um, their video visits, things like that. 
Um, they do pharmacy. We actually have a large pharmacy group now of pharmacy technicians um, who do all the admin work uh, for on the floor pharmacy techs. Um, surgery. This is actually, I want to say something here. Uh, surgery scheduling. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's different. It's like virtual <laughs> surgery. With <laughs> little robotic arms. Yeah, exactly. We have, a, we have a robot and they log in with a PlayStation controller. Well, actually, that's our next. That's where we're going. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going next. Yeah. We're headed there. Is robot doctors. Um, but until then, um, so surgery scheduling has been um, an issue at Adobe since I started 14 years ago. Uh, we've always had our surgery team on the floor who scheduled, and then we had one uh, full-time scheduler in-house. Um, Pre-pandemic, it was um, sometimes embarrassing to admit this. It was up to 14 days before you might get a call back to schedule a surgery. And we were just wow. so busy. The team was busy. Our single scheduler was busy. And with all of our different doctors, it's not easy to schedule. Um, and it's not because of the team. The team is just busy. And so we have now, um, through a year-long process, fully moved this over to remote. We have a surgery scheduling team. They schedule all of our surgeries. We are um, within actually a couple of days of them 100% taking it over after you know training and a prolonged period there. Uh, they got to same-day callbacks within less than a week. Um, so they now do same day callbacks for all of our surgery scheduling, um, take care of the entire process. We do now still have our surgery scheduler in house um, when she came back from COVID and maternity leave. Uh, so get this, during a time when we're all short staffed and crazy, we were actually ad able to add a service. So because this full-time scheduler is not doing any of the uh, you know emails or uh, voice messages that we're getting for surgery. She's able to go directly into the room. If somebody wants to schedule right now, she is in the room and she's scheduling it. Uh, so we have an in-house, in-room scheduler because we have this remote team taking care of everything else. Yeah, that's amazing. Let's um, let's go ahead and unpack here at the end, uh, sort of where we started. Uh, talk to me about the uh, the video client representative and how that works, and what the how you rolled it out, and what the reaction has been to you having virtual CSRs actually working with clients who are in the building. Yeah, I think this is probably the craziest idea my team has let me do. <laughs> I, I saw I, I saw up, photos and I was like, this is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when is... I brought it up, I think they all thought I was crazy. Even you could admit it, Christina. You nope. Totally on. <laughs> <laughs> totally on. It was born out of true necessity. Um, we just didn't have enough people in the hospital to cover the front desk. And um, so Summer and I were talking one day, and we're like, why don't we just turn one of those screens at the front desk around and put me on it? And that's what we did. And we tried it out. And um, so it, it grew into, it kind of started out with, we wanted to do in-room checkouts. Okay. So, you know, each room has a computer the doctors use to access the medical records. And so we just kind of hijacked that computer and added a camera on. And so um, that was that was where we wanted to start, but it grew into the whole process being a virtual. Um, so each exam room, we just added a camera to the screen. So it was super easy, didn't take a lot of extra tech to do. Um, and so now when you're finished with your visit, one of us pop on the screen um, and we are able to talk about your private address and, you know, getting all of your personal information correct in the system, your phone number, your um, email address, things that don't people don't like shouting out in the lobby. Mm -hmm. So we're able to go over that. We're able to talk about the finances, which is not great to talk about in the lobby. Um, you're able to stay in the room with your pet. You don't have to juggle the leash. Um, you're able to pay. We have um, Televet that we work with um, got really excited when we wanted to do this. And so they've helped us build this um, process. But um, we have credit card terminals in the rooms. And so you're able to pay. 
So the the checkout process has been a real value add to the client. Clients are thrilled. They enjoy it. They're like, oh, this is so nice. Um, And we've seen adoption. I have not run into someone yet. And we've been doing it since November that's been displeased with that. So that has been nice. Um, Now, the front desk video screen is a little bit harder to sell because, you know, people are used to having a person up there, but it works. And we're able to do everything via the screen that um, we would do in person. The only thing Summer and I teased about, but she solved that problem too. Um, We, um, I was like, well, we can do everything except clean up the pee in the lobby. And Summer's like, oh. There's robotic Roombas. Roombas. <laughs> like a Roomba, yeah, with a with a, a with a, a wet wipe. Right. Yeah. Um a but, wet mop so, Roomba. <laughs> so, you know, if there's a problem, we, we keep figuring it out. But um so the when clients come into the hospital, there is a monitor there on the front desk um with signage that says check in here. Um and it's it's cute. Clients are kind of smile and also they recognize us. So a lot of us used to work in the hospital, or all of us right now used to work in the hospital. So they're seeing familiar faces, they're hearing familiar voices, and they're like, Oh, I missed you. How are you? And so we're able to keep connecting with our clients. And um so it doesn't um I think Summer and I both had the worry that the the monitor on the front desk would feel a bit impersonal. Mm-hmm. We've actually found this the opposite. We're chatting up. They're holding up their little pets. You know, we're we're chatting with the dogs as well, and and so we've been pleased with the adoption. Um, and also with COVID, it's been um, a safety measure as well. That um, a surprising safety measure. Yeah. You know. Um, we're able to speak to them without a mask. They're able to hear us, you know, because we're remote. And so that has been, um, that's helped with with this process. Yeah. I imagine uh, it's it's like self-checkout at the grocery store. Like if there's a cashier standing there, I'm going to that person. But as soon as there's two people in line, totally <laughs> self-checking out. And but imagine like, that self-checkout with a human with- talking to you, <laughs> you know, because that's the problem. You know, you get your broccoli and you don't have your code number and you're like ah but you've got a human there to help you with your broccoli yeah so we are that's it they can recommend ice cream flavors all right (laughs) guys uh where can people learn more about adobe and uh your amazing hospital yeah um so a few different areas um you're welcome to come to our website adobe-animal.com and you'll probably see our chatters on there if they are busy, they'll ask you to leave a message that they will respond to. Um, and so that's the other thing with chat is you don't have to take them live right that moment if things are busy. Um, and then also, um, I think we sent over some pictures um, yes. to you guys. And um, so you can check out some pictures because I know initially when we talk about VCR, it can seem like this big, wild concept. Um once you see how simple it is, uh, I feel like it's the post-it note for veterinary hospitals right now. Like everybody in a year or two is going to be like, oh yeah, VCR, whatever, we're all doing it because uh, it's so easy. Um, but right now it can be hard to conceptualize. And so check out those videos where you'll see Christina um, and her um, backdrop in her home. Um, yep, with our lovely vinyl background. That's the background of our reception areas. Um, and fools a lot of clients. And then um, you'll also see, though, pictures of her on the monitor around the hospital checking people in. That's that's awesome. So I, I will put a link uh, to the, I'll probably put a link to our blog post about the episode, and then I'll put the photos in there for sure. Um, also, guys, we, uh, we are posting uh, podcast episodes as YouTube videos. And so we're going to drop them in there as well. If you guys uh, like your podcast as YouTube videos, you get to see photos there. Um, I, last last question, Christina, I've, I have thought the whole time that you were in some re- remote location because there's an Adobe Animal Hospital big logo on the wall behind you. And I mean, that's your house? Yes, this is my house. What does your family think about the fact that you have you have a work logo? Your husband was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) Honestly, they love it. It's been (laughs) a very exciting, crazy journey, which my life is. Um, But one of the great things is, you know, I'm here. I have three children. Um, They know exactly what I do. They see it. They hear it. You know, sometimes they're actually... My five-year-old got a pencil from the pencil box while we were talking. Um, but, 
Um, so that's been that's been a great thing for myself and my family. You know, when if your kids grow up and don't know what you do, um, but they know exactly what I do. Um, and it's cute because in the background, they're like, shh, mommy's helping a pet with diarrhea. You know? so, um, and they've learned so much, too. They're like, are you going to tell them about the bland diet? Yeah, <laughs> I could totally see that. I would get, I would be getting advice from my kids in no time. They would be like, dad, yeah. don't forget. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. They keep me on track too. Um, my, so live chat has little auditory cues when you have an incoming chat. And so it says in a British accent, incoming chat. <laughs> now guys, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> See, now, um, they're, now they're, now they're, they're making an appearance on camera. Okay. All right. This is the wheels are coming off here. Yeah, I My know darlings, how that goes. That's now you heard what I said. Y'all have to go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's my go. life all day, every day. I, I love it. It's uh they it's heard so me. true. You know, I'm sure they were downstairs like, what's she saying? She's talking about us. Let's go. There, they're like, it's our chance, photobomb. But um uh, they made up Carol of the Bells at Christmas. Incoming chat, incoming chat. And so they'll <laughs> They will run behind me and sing that and freak me out because I'm like, where? You Because know, you, once you've been chatting forever, you know, the words incoming chat, you know, oh, okay. Got like go, a Pavlovian response where you hear yeah, it. Exactly. Like it. Start to salivate. So, <laughs> so they right. love to sneak up behind me and go, incoming chat. Oh, so cruel. I love it. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. Guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I'll talk to everybody next week. Hey, if you loved this episode and you want to hang out more with Summer and Christina, you can. You can hang out with them at Get You Done. That's right. Uncharted Get You Done is happening in October. It is October 6th through the 8th. Come join Christina and Summer and I and Andy and everybody in the Uncharted community from the comfort of your couch or your bed or your front porch because Get You Done is virtual. That's right. You do you and come hang out with us and talk about how do we get stuff done, particularly how do we get stuff done shorthanded. I think talking about virtual CSRs is exactly a step in that direction. And I'm super pumped for that workshop and more. You can head on over to the website at unchartedvet.com to find out registration information. Can't wait to see you there. And we have to just say thanks to a generous gift from our friends at Banfield Pet Hospital. We are now able to provide transcripts for all of our podcast episodes. Our friends at Banfield stepped up in a big way and said, hey, we are striving to increase accessibility and inclusivity across the profession. To check out the transcript and find out more about what Banfield is doing to increase accessibility and inclusivity across the vet profession, head over to unchartedvet.com forward slash blog, and you can find each one of the podcast episodes and a link to find out more about equity, inclusion, and diversity at Banfield. Take care, everybody.